on this Monday afternoon. So let's turn to the final part of uh, today's show, and that is uh, a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Helga Vantenot, the founder of the Wealth of Flows Consulting, about the Council for Sustainable Development Survey on Plastics. Hello, Trash Talkers. Did you know that you can make your views known to the government and the industry about how different single-use plastics should be treated here in Hong Kong? The Sustainable Development Council is currently inviting different sectors of society and members of the public to submit their views before the end of the year. So we decided to ask Helga Van Turnat of Wealth of Flows Consulting how she would answer some of the questions in the survey. Helga's been on the show before, you might recognize her, talking about the Drink Without Waste and the Eat Without Waste initiatives. So welcome back, Helga. I'm happy you have me on the show again. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, first out of the box, maybe you could just tell us what the Sustainable Development Council is. Yeah, the Sustainable Development Council sits under the Environment Bureau. So the Environment Bureau is one of the policy bureaus of the Hong Kong SAR government. And specifically, the the task for the Council for Sustainable Development is to uh, really help uh, government with initiatives to promote sustainability in Hong Kong. The remit is quite wide in terms of the kinds of topics it touches on, as well as the, the, the means and methods uh, through which it can do this. So it's just another way of delivering this public engagement piece um, from you know, between the government and, and the public, as well as uh, specific industry stakeholder groups. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think they did no. this survey? Well, this is part and parcel of a larger strategy that government is developing around plastics. You can see there's this 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 arc of of developments around plastic items in our society and in our economy and this is trying you'll see when we talk about this later on what's covered here this is is part of an effort to catch a broader set of single-use um, items and i think what happened here is that whereas the other pieces might have been uh, especially the one on, on beverage containers um, was a bit more of a, a catch up on something that we for sure should have here in society. Uh, this one is worldwide a much more recent development where governments like the European Commission, for example, have come to the conclusion that, yes, this is highly problematic, uh, this type of waste uh, and these type of products that generate the waste. And we should um, also have the courage to regulate those. All right. And those are like just these other different types of single-use plastics, right? Yes. It's quite a, a laundry list of items um, yeah. that we can, uh, that <laughs> we can give our voice and say on. Right. So, okay. So let's move on to some of the questions in the surveys because it is pretty detailed and technical. And for each type of single disposable packaging, the council asked whether that type of packaging should be controlled and whether it's urgent, like dealt with within three years, or more long-term, dealt with in three to five years. So we're going to go through these a little bit rapid fire. But so the, the first one they asked about was local retail packaging. So that's like the foam trays you get on fresh fruit, meat, fish, or poultry. Should those be controlled? And is it urgent? Yes. Uh, I, w- I would say there's no reason. So the urgency is is 
true for all of it. For all of the items listed here, there's a lot of it on the market. Um, and obviously the sooner the better, uh, because these items are currently still ending up uh, in the environment way too much, and they are contributing to our, the filling up of our landfills uh, more than is necessary. So there's no reason, in my opinion, to say for any of them that they uh, should be medium term rather than short term. So yes, I would say there is a need to control um, control this uh, short term. And uh, then the other question that they have, of course, is what type of uh, approach should we adopt and and this I agree with you there this is quite technical and, and most people in the in the general public will not have a view on whether this needs to be a ban which basically means it disappears completely off the market versus another type of regulatory measure which is uh, for example what we see with the, the the plastic bottles for beverages or rather a voluntary measure now I I, I can talk about that a bit more broadly here maybe, and then we can st still keep going through the, through the line, but um, for, for items where there is a, where we can question the util utility to society, if you want, um, one might want to be a bit more heavy handed than for others. Um, but the issue is of course, that utility to society is not generally agreed on. You know, there's one, there's one item you have here further down uh, was it glow sticks uh, and other party items? I have no personal need for glow sticks. For me, I would be totally fine if this would be banned. <laughs> that means there are no glow sticks on the market anymore, right? Right. Um, so, and if you are if you are instituting a ban for something that has a clear utility to society, like the one you just listed, the the, the trays um, in the market, you have to make sure there's alternatives available. Now, of course. So that's why your, your, it's, your question is already it's quite pretty, broad, right? Yeah, so it's pretty but, tricky to ban all of it. But maybe one of the but, things but, they could do is say nothing black, no more black for stuff. Exa exactly, exactly, right? So right? the local retail packaging is a very broad header mm. to say, yes, I want a total ban. Um, I, again, personally, I don't mind taking my bag to the supermarket and I would rather buy it loose anyway because then I can pick it myself. I don't want to have it pre 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 selected necessarily, um, but you could be more specific. Certain things that are particularly problematic, like the foam trays, you know, exactly replaced them with other types mm. of plastic trays that are more readily recyclable or um, that are, are not as as problematic when they end up in the environment. Although none of them should, um, or the black ones. Uh, I'm not sure your your listeners are familiar with that, but black plastic trays are hard to get into the right recycling channel because the sorting machines have a hard time recognizing them. So why not um, eliminate those until until technically we have uh, we found a solution for that? Yeah. Um, so yes, so I would say deal with it sooner rather than later. A ban potentially, but only for subsets of those. The rest need to be regulated. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of producer responsibility schemes, PRS, um, or EPR as it's known in the rest of the world, extended producer responsibility schemes, where we put a heavier price on the use of more uh, problematic packaging. Right. right. Yeah, put the cost back to the producer. What about um, logistics and online shopping, all the bubble wrap? Yeah, um, obviously there's an excess use of, of plastics there. I would say there's an excess use of packaging and maybe if maybe controversial here in the Hong Kong market, but there's an excess use of 
delivery uh, as well, right? Um, to uh, totally we could, agree. We, yeah. we could question same-day deliveries, which, which multiply the number of parcels sent around. Uh, we could question then indeed the, the packaging methods. Um, but but for sure, there are alternatives there. There are non-plastic alternatives on the market. There are companies that are better at reusing packaging materials. There are companies that are better at eliminating excess uh, volume, for example, which is also, of course, has a direct uh, economic benefit um, as well. So there, I would say, do you want to ban it it's probably harsh uh, or hard to to switch over directly but should you put in me in place measures that stimulate the switch and, and accelerate that absolutely absolutely because there's a lot of other options now instead of using bubble wrap and plastic and certainly absolutely. those yeah. little foam things all right well we know how you feel about glow sticks so i'm not <laughs> going to ask about that <laughs> and the government's actually going after plastic cutlery a bit but um what's exactly. going on with toiletries distributed by hotels there's a lot of countries yes. starting to ban those yeah so and, and i think this is an interesting one where you see that a lot of voluntary initiatives have already been taken uh, i'm not quite sure i haven't stayed in a hotel in Hong Kong, but uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how, how pervasive this is in Hong Kong, but you see for the larger hotel chains, especially that have a strong plastics program, they have replaced the small uh, toiletries with larger bottles of, um, of, uh, yeah, of, of amenities. Uh, so that's a, that's a great initiative. Could you institutionalize that? Could you, could you force that for sure? Yeah, that's not particularly challenging the the infrastructure needed for that is not challenging the supply chain for for that is not challenging i thought somewhere in the consultation document they also include toothbrushes and combs there not quite sure what they would do as an alternative i think one one thing that hotels can do for sure is that you don't offer it spontaneously you only have those things on hand for for travelers emergencies exactly but I, 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 I think this again. one again is is is, is quite exacerbated now and during COVID. If you hear the accounts of people that have stayed in, in quarantine hotels here, there, you know, hotels are providing multiples, of course, for a three week stay, multiples of these small toiletries. And that's, that's really a shame. It is a shame. And it's, and uh, it would be nice if the hotels would rise to the challenge and not do that because some, some, some hotels don't. Huh. Yeah. You know, they even asked about umbrella bags, you know, that ah, you give out in the building lobbies. <laughs> I'm very happy Should that we that's get rid of on those? the list. Yes. I don't know if you, if you go wherever, Causeway Bay, for example, on a rainy day, these bags are everywhere on, in the gutter, um, on the, on the sidewalks. Um, so, so there really are an, an, an excessive use of plastics and a, um, and a, and a, a scorch, you know, also in, in just in our urban landscape and there are alternatives to it. Well, yeah. one of the beauties is you just don't use it. Right. Yeah. So I liked that they added signage for meeting conventions and exhibitions. Uh, yes. You can drive a truck through that one. I mean, there's so, there's so much waste there. So, you know, how do you control or limit that? That seems quite difficult. Well, you could, Ways of, of, you know, again, are you going to ban it? Uh, I think you'll have a, That's quite impossible. a big pushback from, yeah. from, from, from the uh, event industry. Could you put in 
you know, for example, maybe tie a lot to your license conditions or your event license conditions? Could you tie a waste management plan that needs to be put in place that show, shows clearly that you have a recycling uh, or proper disposal policy tied to it? Yes, you could do that. Hmm. So before you resort to a ban, which in, in, I, I agree with you in this case would be would be quite difficult. There's a lot more you could do on forcing people to not send this type of material to the landfill. Um, the again, this is this is something where there's been quite a bit of innovation as well. There's also service providers. I'm not sure here in Hong Kong, but in other parts of the world that take that into account uh, that these materials will have to be uh, taken back at end of life or after the event. Again, no publisher of these banners should be allowed to just dispose of them at end of life, right? They are mm -hmm. recyclable. They are recyclable in Hong Kong. Uh, there should be a, an, an obligation if you are, you know, so if you get the permission to hang one of these, you should have the obligation to dispose of it in the proper recycling channel. Yeah, I agree. Well, so once they gather all this information, what what's next? Well, hopefully that will result in uh, in legislation. Now there is, and again, the legislation could be a set and will have to be a set of different uh, initiatives, right? Some of it will be uh, policies around education. I, we didn't talk about this, but there's also questions around, would you benefit from more information about uh, about what certain products are like in terms of, of materials used or, or their recyclability. So some of that for sure will, will go into general education as well as product specific uh, education. Uh, and, and that will need to happen, but it needs to be consistent and, 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 you know, kept up over a long period of time, not just one short campaign, in my opinion. Um, then there will be policies, no doubt, around the extension of producer responsibility schemes like for we have for the, uh, in the making for the for the bottles. I think there will be some further items tagged onto that if, if it's considered the best policy type uh, for certain items. For example, packaging, retail packaging might be uh, and product packaging might be a good candidate. Um, and then there will maybe indeed be further bans. I, I, I sure hope so for, for some of these subsets um, that there will be a, a ban coming into place. I think one other item that will for definitely sure be it's going to be those glow sticks for sure. <laughs> now, <laughs> come, come next uh, mid autumn festival. I'm going to get a lot of angry looks. Um, <laughs> the, no, but I think one other piece of legislation that will def or, or, or initiatives that will definitely happen is, and we didn't talk about that yet, but here in the consultation is also whether there should be an update to the plastic bag charging scheme. Um, that will, will also need to happen. The, the fees that have been, that are being charged are uh, outdated. Uh, they have not been adjusted. So there needs to be a fee adjustment. Um, there needs to be a, uh, an expansion or a reduction of the set of exemptions that are currently allowed. There's too, way too many escape Yeah, way routes. too many. I didn't realize uh, that so yes. if, you, if you have plastic bags carrying frozen and chilled uh, foodstuffs, there's an yeah. exemption. That seems completely yeah. silly. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's back in the day when, when they were asking people about what's the utility of that, is that necessary, then, then for sure people said, yes, I need that because otherwise, especially here in Hong Kong, it's going to, the cold stuff attracts so much uh, humidity. Fact is, if you put it in a little plastic bag, then 
you know, the humidity sits on the outside of plastic bags, so the rest of your stuff still gets wet. Again, there's no reason why you couldn't bring your own, reuse your own uh, plastic bag from your previous cold purchase. So putting a price on that does not make it impossible to use if you choose to do so, but it signals that, yes, you should consider every use of a plastic bag and really think about whether you need that bag or not. So, and of course, the, the, the more escape routes you have, the more broadly people try to circumvene it, right? So no, if you have no back doors, um, then, then it's clear every bag has a, has a price to it. Right. And we all know that every piece of disposable plastic has a price and, and it's not been priced into the cost of the consumables that we're buying. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think honestly, this is a bit the, the part of the education that's still missing in, in, in the broader public is that you may not pay for it now as you buy your product, but you are paying for it sooner or later. Either it's going to end up in the environment and worst case, it, it's, you know, forever uh, irretrievable and, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect negatively some ecosystem, some animal and potentially end up back in your food chain. Or somebody will go and make a heroic effort to remove it. And it's very costly. We are paying through, you know, through taxes, we are paying for waste removal services from public, uh, from, from um, the country parks, from the beaches, from our streets. Every piece of, of, of waste that ends up, I mean, we pay for our landfill as well, right? Exactly. Uh, the so, landfill or so every the piece of waste that so. has to be, exactly. So, yeah. so avoiding it in the first place, uh, and then making a better choice is, is much better. And this is, by the way, why I, I, I'm, I'm a bit miffed that, <laughs> that the, um, we still keep focusing on plastics here. Uh, I understand where it's coming from in terms of the policy development. But again, it's a missed opportunity to, to think through and, and to make people aware that it's not because we switch from plastic to paper, for example, um, that it's all, you know, fine and dandy, right? We still yeah. also need to reduce consumption of, of their paper equivalents um, as well. Paper well, and, and alternatives. Hopefully that'll be the Sustainable Development Council's next survey. So... <laughs> Helga, thank Absolutely you so much for, for joining the show. And Trash Talkers, if you uh, would like to fill out the survey, which we strongly encourage, you can go to the Sustainable Development Council website, and uh, it's right there, very clear, um, for you to fill out the survey. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. And Marcy was catching up uh, with Helga Vandenort, the founder of the Wealth of Flows Consulting, about the Council for Sustainable Development Survey on Plastic. And I echo uh, Marcy's thoughts. Uh, do hop on to the, the Sustainable uh, Development, uh, do uh, Council for Sustainable Development to, to fill in their survey and, and do your part for our environment. 